are going to do three. 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 Two, three. Yeah. Okay, baby. What's going on here? What's talking? I'm Milton. Oh, hi, Milton. Yeah, yeah. It's sportuary, you know. Sportuary. It's a big deal. So I brought in Milton to uh, be the MC for all of sportuary and maybe beyond. Oh, that's really good. Who's out there? I am Wiggly. On the Skype pipe, we have Chris Nikobun. Hey, Milton. Hey, Wiggly. Kiss my lips. <laughs> there you go. The report you to HR, but okay. Crush your lips. I'm not sure what that's about. And on the other Skype pipe is Keith, the Robo Duke. <laughs> Ahoy. Yeah. Hello, uh, uh, Milton. Move your toilet. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Sportuary is here. Sportuary is my favorite themed month on We Talk Games. You're listening to We Talk Games, by the way, if you didn't realize that. Somehow found us randomly. Ridiculous. Sportuary is my favorite themed month on We Talk Games because this is when we talk about all sports games, the favorites of everybody who listens to our program. Sports games. I really love sports games. John Madden and the hockey, the kickball. Kick balls. <laughs> the so, Tiger Woods golf yeah. sex simulator. Right on. This is what happens. Sportuary. I don't think there's anything more we could say about it. We pick a great sports game in this game. I picked this game, of course, because if you played it, you would know that I picked it because of how great it is. It's pretty damn good, actually. I like it. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, I must be slipping. <laughs> that or I'm a masochist. It could okay. go either way, really. Yeah. Today we picked for the play, and I picked it, Metrocross by Namco, but he's at Namco, in 1985, and yes, this is a sports game, Brian, so shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what sport is it, though? It is a sport of obstacle course. Oh, okay, that's a sport. Oh, uh, wait, Melton has something to say to Brian. Kiss my toilet. Kiss my toilet. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. So this is Metrocross, not Metrosexual Cross. I don't know why it's called Metrocross. You're sort of inside of a building, but it does take place. Orthena City. And Orthena, of course, very special to Namco. I should have looked up why. Ridiculous. Oh. Evidently, I'm being told in my headphones by Don Fennin. Don Fennin in the booth. I'm just another guy. 
Why do I make this so difficult for myself? I'm told, it's, I find it's telling me in my headphones that uh, I'm thinking of Athena, or I'm thinking of the Namco theme park. Namco Namja Town? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> that's, that's very similar to this. Yeah, yeah, it, it's where the game takes place. It you does. can do the Metro Cross at Namco Namja Town <laughs> for real. You do have to sign a waiver beforehand, though. Do you have making mechanics for this? Because I know track and field is, of course, going to go into it. Pitfall, maybe? Yeah, there I you got- go. It's more I like, got a bit of a load runner vibe from it. What with the colored squares and the running, it's just sideways. Huh, huh. This a is bit. a three-quarter typey view. You are sideways, but you can move back and forth into the background and the foreground. Anyway, you know what it reminds me a lot? Move forward to some Ninja Turtley shit or it's Battletoad shit because you got some skateboards in here. You have some power-ups. You're this fella in a yellow jumpsuit. I don't know if it's radioactive in there or what. You're like Super Dave, but in the early Evil Knievel yellow outfit. You have on goggles, and you have on helmet. The helmet never does you any good. No. <laughs> you Nothing do, really comes at you from above. No. You get squashed and turn into a flat pancake. It is more of an obstacle course, and Keith set offline something that was uh, more akin to it, and that was the American Gladiators. Yeah, like when I first booted it up, it gave me like a weird, like this is some strange round in the American Gladiators, or like the Eliminator at the end where, you know, it's just one big obstacle course you're trying to run through and get to the goal. Instead of and- people shooting Nerf arrows at you, uh, you get jumped on by rats. Yeah, exactly. Or you get run over by barrels. Yeah. And, and you have ha- kick cans. Boy, there's so much to talk about in here. It's hard to know where to start, even though you would think by looking at this game, there's not a lot to talk about. No, but Espe- it, it gave me a another game that came after. It would be a TNC Surf Design. Oh. The three-quarter view on this reminded me of the uh, skating round of TNC Surf Design, uh-huh. where it is left to right, three-quarter view, get to the end, avoid the obstacles, which include cans. Even so. California games. Yeah, or even California games. This almost feels to me like it's the parkour video game before parkour was a thing. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you're not really jumping over any... Oh, wait, you do hit those Excite Bike springboards. Yeah, you hit springboards to launch yourself in the air. You're jumping over... Like, you're just trying to move through obstacles, which... It's kind of like parkour, you know, but it was the 80s, so people weren't doing it as crazy back then, you know. It had just started. In the 80s, actually, uh, I was doing parkour, but it was called Street Olympics. Street Olympics. It didn't take place in Orthena City, but it took place in downtown Bethlehem. And basically, Street Olympics had such great events as the high jump. Now, it wasn't how high you can jump over things. It was how high the thing was you could jump off before you broke your legs on the landing. And I won because I never broke my legs or my ankles or anything. I jumped off. uh, There's this big, giant concrete wall with a bunch of steps that you walk down. And you can walk down steps from both sides. And then it had a landing at the bottom. And then you'd break off into these other steps going down. And I was able to jump to the landing. There was other things where you would run up walls. And you'd see how how high up uh, the wall you could run. Uh, There was a bank that had sort of a... um, uh, I don't know what you would call it. It had a slope going up to the wall. And the wall was made out of these stucco-y rocks, though. So you could get a really good grip. And you know how skateboarders would be going up, like Tony Hawks would be going up on the side of a board. So you did this just running. So you'd run real fast, and then you'd try to run up the wall in like an arc, 
with without having gravity just pull you off the wall <laughs> and smash you down sideways. That was called the run up the wall, like the flash, you know? <laughs> so those were two of the street Olympics. So no, there was no parkour, but people were definitely jumping around like maniacs and stuff like that, but it just yeah. didn't have a name. Ninja Warrior before it was a thing too. You guys were doing that. Oh yeah, except things weren't made out of foam, they were made out of concrete. <laughs> Keeping it real. Yeah. Thank you. Back in Bluebell, uh, we didn't have an Olympics, but we did have the high jump. Instead of uh, our walls were made of uh, railroad timbers because our development was built into a hill. So they had these retaining walls yeah. and whatnot. And it was like, I don't know, two, three children high. <laughs> and you had to jump just far enough out so you didn't catch your leg in the drainage ditch running <laughs> along the bottom of it and twist your ankle and ram it up. You know, into other parts of your body that would have made it even more uncomfortable. Ram it, jam it, ram it. Yeah, ram it up your poop. On this one, I said earlier, yeah. uh, Load Runner. I meant 3D World Runner with the oh. check marks, and I felt that that kind of mixed with Adventure Island thing because Higgins, he's got the run around, and then you get the skateboards. That's true. Same sort of thing. It's true. Oh, yeah, yeah. They a lot of games kind of have uh, the same stance on the skateboard with the arms straight out at the, their sides. Yeah, and they're both about as easy to kill. I know that's how I ride skateboards. It's the proper stance. And skateboard, not as fast as you would think in here, but can go over the slip zones. Yeah. By the buyers, there was another event, which was called the Hulk Jump. And this one you'd have to do up in Colt Mountain, a little town. If you go to Knobles Grove, you're somewhere around there. You're about 45 minutes to an hour out. But uh, Colt Mountain was by Shimokin and Mount Carmel and all these other things, places that still are on fire, uh, things like that. From the yeah, underground. Mines, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Centronia. You go there, and it was all strip mines. So they'd have these giant mountains made out of smaller rocks, four to six inches. And <laughs> mm. She, uh, uh, no, not she. We would do the Hulk jump. So what you do is you go up on top of this mountain. It looks like it's yeah, a hill, but it's actually a lot steeper than you would think. You jump straight out. Jump straight out as far as you could. So then when gravity pulled you down, you'd be, you'd be jumping way out to the, to the you know, uh, as far, you'd be jumping way out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you'd land and you'd skid down and then you'd jump straight out again and then you'd land and you skid. Because if you just try to jump down, you just be... The trick here was to not jump down and land on your face in coal. <laughs> so that was called the Hulk jump and I enjoyed that. Nice. Now, I definitely had those. I lived near uh, developments with big dirt hills and rocks and stuff like that. We definitely did some running and sliding on planks of board trying to surf down the sides of those hills and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the game. As soon as I talk about the Toxic Lake Slate Quarry Climb, where, <laughs> where, where you t- of course, you would strip down to your underwear, and then you'd try to rock climb the tiny outlips of slate and try not to fall into the sulfur lake that was below. And then we'd swim in the sulfur. <laughs> and, yeah, of course, you come out smelling like a skunk and rotten eggs. But, hey, you know, you took a little dip. Part of the fun. Mm. And, of course, there was also the bike path snake avoidance obstacle course. Ah. This one doesn't have snakes, but it does have rats. So what are we talking about here? We did a lot of making mechanics, and I think if you play this game for the first time, you're going to say, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) Uh, Because uh, I'm dead. What what am I supposed to be doing? 
what's the point here? So you can actually win this game. Let's say you can actually win a round or a level. I think, what are they called? Rounds? Yeah, there's rounds, which are broken up. In the end, there's 32 rounds, apparently. Holy fuck. Oh, fuck that. Yeah, yeah, so then there are eight levels, because I think each, like, grouping is, it's every fourth round is the special round. Oh, well, I yeah, made so it to fourth round. That, was, that would be my one slug, but I couldn't beat it. So I don't know what happened after then. That's my problem. Like I said, you're this Devo guy with a with <laughs> Super Dave helmet on, and yeah. you're running. You're running down a hallway. It all takes place in a hallway. A futuristic, and, like, 80s space hallway or something. Indeed. It looked like, it looked like a Kmart to me, but... <laughs> does look like a Kmart. <laughs> but uh, there's windows in the background. Or cues are or something. You're running across a checkerboard floor. Some of the checkerboards can slow you down. They're just uh, green areas, I guess. Yeah, the slip zones slip the zones. green area. Yeah. And why do they call them slip zones? You're getting fucking stuck in it. So you have to try to Mario bounce yourself to these other diagonal little places of regular non-slipboard areas to get across those quicker or you just get stuck you have to try to bounce from or you just run really slow so you're running around the first thing that you notice is that these giant coca-cola bottle barrels are rolling at you you need to jump over them if you don't jump over them you get squashed you are a pen i think if you don't jump high enough you trip over them or is that just another obstacle i think that's just the uh hurdles Oh, oh, yeah, there's hurdles in here, too. Why someone does this to you? I don't know. I guess it is a sport because it's called cross, but you're not crossing the metro and you're not metrosexual. Although it's hard to uh, maybe it's a lady in there. Are you like trying to catch a train? You're trying to catch the metro. You're if, trying to catch the metro. If you don't or catch the metro, of course, as in any type of New York train station, the train station blows up <laughs> and you get electrocuted. Yeah. So you have a certain time limit to get through these obstacles. Uh, the next thing that you notice is a can set upright on the ground like a soda can. As Keith said, you can kick it. You can kick it, you get 100 points. You don't want to kick it. You want to stomp on cans in here. If you stomp on a can, this particular soda can will stop the clock. So you get more time on the clock. I don't know how long it stops for anybody. Two seconds, maybe, I think they give you. Yeah, I really never looked at it because I'm trying to finish the fucking Yeah, level. I don't have time to look at the timer at the bottom. I'm too busy trying to avoid hurdles and cans and hopefully get a skateboard for a little bit. Yeah, right. And then you also get energy drinks, which make you run like a metrosexual on crack. <laughs> yes. So you can run over just about anything. And your skateboard can can it get over hurdles? Um, no, think, no the, it'll yeah. knock you off the hurdle. Also, if you jump and the skateboard hits one of the rolling barrels you're done with the skateboard but you'll keep going on that case right yeah once you jump you sort of start running so if if you have to jump over a hurdle you're running again if you jump over a barrel you're running again but you can drive over top of those slip zones which the slip zones suck the big ding dongs Mm -hmm. indeed the time is very important Mm. as well yeah because uh, you finish the first three levels and all that time is added into the fourth level as the amount of time you'll have to get through the fourth level, fourth level as bonus time. Right. Which I noticed I was accruing time at the bottom of the screen. But I was like, why the fuck don't I get those extra nine seconds? Why am I not getting that extra point one second? 
the one level I remember, I think it was two, the timer hit zero, but fortunately I was goal in. I had the opposite where a pixel away <laughs> from the goal and like the point one second goes down and my dude just blows up and looks at me like, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So you're yeah. running across obstacles and that's basically all you do. You run down a hallway, you have a set limit of time. Sometimes it's maybe 40 seconds, sometimes it's 25 seconds. What are the obstacles? You have like a, a trap where you fall down through a pane of glass. I guess there's one thing that shoots spikes up at you or, or I don't know yeah, what there's that little does. like la- crackers, they call them, that'll launch you up in the air and then you land down on your back so you're stalled for a second. Okay. You got the rats. The rats suck. They slow you down, of course, and to shake them off. I don't know if you can shake them off. I I think they just fall off after a certain amount of time. My thing I would do is I would just fall through those panes of glass or pools of water or mirrors into another dimension, whatever they are. (laughs) Yeah, what happens there? Yeah, because you just fall in, but there's no movement on it. So it looks like you just fell through like a portal. But if you fall through that, the rat will fall off as well. Practical life advice right there. It's, that's <laughs> always the way you should handle rats. If they're eating your flesh, anyway. Yeah. Speaking of portals and sports, I didn't even realize My Little Pony Equestrian Girls Friendship Games came out like two months ago. Oh, so no. here I am with my teeth in my mouth. So I watched it yesterday, and there's portals. And I got to tell you, never a fan of the Equestrian Girls. This is where Starlight Shim... Star... Shine... Sh- oh, fuck it. Shiny star shimmer gal. The one, the one orange pony grabs Twilight Sparkle's crown and goes oh, through this okay. portal, and she becomes human. She goes in this world where she's in this high school that people are human, and she becomes human. But now she's magical because she's bringing the power. So Twilight Sparkle has to go through the portal. She's the only one that can do it, and she becomes a human as well. And what do you know when she gets to the other side? The equestrian girls, they're all high school kids, and there's a counterpart to a Rainbow Dash that already exists there, a Fluttershy, a, you know, a Rarity, uh, an Applejack. Applejack. Yeah, all these girls exist as counterparts, and but not a Twilight Sparkle. Spoiler alert, there comes one in the second ending of uh, the second equestrian girls. After the credits, they do one of these stupid fucking things that you got to wade through, and it's a scientist twilight sparkle trying to say oh something's interesting i feel there's some type of power so there's actually is a real twilight sparkle in the earthy type of world because everyone's blue and green and all these weird colors is there a derpy hooves uh there is a derpy hooves uh character she doesn't play too much of a role but she did play a role in the equestrian games and let me tell you as fun as you think a derpy hooves would look as a human she doesn't look that fun Oh, but the pony that uh, anyway, needless to say, <laughs> needless uh, to say, I hate that they're humans. I never liked the equestrian girls. However, in this one, they play sports and then Twilight Sparkle of that world gains all his power and she starts ripping portals in, in space that you can look down into Crystal Palace land and. <laughs> So it's like Bioshock Infinite. Yeah, it's like that, except you don't go through them, except people try to start falling through them. But here's the thing that I hate about it, is that every fucking movie that has been out ends the same way. Someone gains all this power in the last 10 minutes, and then the problem solved in the last eight minutes of it. You mean mean JRPGs? Or Star Trek The Next Generations, yes. Yeah, like, uh, oh no, we're doomed. Thankfully, I am now the true hero I am meant to be and have gained the power of the ancient hero who came before me, and now I will defeat you. I've learned the power of friendship. 
<laughs> yep, exactly. It's the power of friendship. It's always the power of friendship. It's Nothing never not the, the power, power of friendship. friendship. I gotta say, I'm not I'm not an MLP fan, but I I admired the creation of Derpy Hooves being like, oh, an animator made a mistake and yeah. everybody loves it, so let's make her a character. Right. I I love that. That yeah. is making shit pie from shit. And they do a lot of that. They do a lot of fan service. I enjoy that it's driven by that. But these equestrian girls are, are not for anybody except people that will buy Barbie dolls and stuff. Yeah, like what? If, you know, like what if you made Care Bears real people? Like what? Yeah, Popples is real people. Ooh, yeah. Turn them inside out on themselves. Well, they did that. Nickelodeon did that. Inside Out Boy, nineteen nineties, <laughs> late eighties. I'd be careful though, Keith. You, if you're calling Derpy Hoof shit pie, you are going to have some angry emails. I mean, like you turned a mistake into something good. I just you chose the wrong words. I guess could have just said lemons and lemonade. Did so yeah, Metro Cross. <laughs> Take it easy, Simon. Oh, Milton. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is a Simon that could actually talk. Yeah. Did Ralph Bear make Milton as well? I don't think so, but Milton is always the life of the party, so I don't know. Maybe he did. If you're seven to adult, you might know. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, the one thing I find really disturbing about Metro Cross is the fact that, like, I don't know if this is a sport. I feel like this man is being forced to do this, like like Running Man style. Oh yeah, it's it's clearly a death sport. Well, it's not even in question. Yeah, he's trapped with electrodes that if he doesn't get to the end of time, they shock him. So let's talk about when time starts running out. All of a sudden, you see these red little explosions happening on the screen, little sparkles of joy. Oh, is it Christmas time? No, you're about ready to get electrocuted. <laughs> Time runs out, an explosion sound happens, I think, and then your body is uh, suspended in midair and you can see your skeleton and you're being completely electrocuted. Yeah. But it's okay, it's just a sport. It is just a sport, it's the Hunger Games. It's the Hunger Games. So shut up, Brian, it is a sport. Like you mentioned, it's a death sport. Yes. Yeah. You've sport. got a helmet, totally a sport. And you jump, actually- jump hurdles, Yeah. Yeah, there's something in there with wheels that you're on. And, dude, shout out to the springboards. I love springboards. You get a good springboard chain going, your day is made. Oh, Oh. yeah, that's fun. And get that timing down. You do. And and the more you play it, of course, you'll know where the springboards are located. So you can move your dude up or down to try to hit more of the springboards. There's a lot of really neat, tricky little parts. Like there's a pane of glass, and then right over that is a can. But... If you jump the pane of glass too quickly, you'll kick the can instead of crunching it where you need to crunch it to make it through the rest of the level and et cetera like that. Let's talk about one slug. I think we mentioned pretty much everything in the game. Well, uh, there are these boxes which move in three dimensions, which I thought was kind of interesting. Gritters was a game that comes to mind for the 3DO. And I bring this up a fuck ton a lot. But Gritters was a game that for some reason got a cult following And because the game was so rare to get, it was basically you ran across a grid and these um, boxes (laughs) would start falling towards you or chasing you around and stuff like that. And there was some more stuff to it. It was a pretty cool puzzle game. I think you could crawl on top of some of the boxes and just all this stuff. But it got so popular that the demo disc that they would just give out for free, the demo disc was going for like $120. Jeez. Yeah, so it's kind of crazy. Gritters was a good game, but Jesus, (laughs) don't pay that good. You need that much money for a demo of it, which had 
like, I think, three or four levels. So it reminded me of that with the three-dimensional block. And for 1985, I uh, I was pretty happy with that going on. I'm suddenly reminded. I think you mentioned it before. We, I'm, I'm a little bit reminded of the uh, the rocket jumper level from Battletoads with this. Yeah, you know the whole like the impossible the, one. <laughs> yeah, the impossible super pain in the ass. I never could get past it as a kid. Why did I keep playing that game? Oh right. yeah, because the first level is perfect, and the rest is also because the pause music is the best music in any video game ever. That's true. A little beatbox, mm, <laughs> divine. <laughs> And Metro Cross is the same way to me. It's pretty impossible. Yes. Um, It's moving too fast for you to really react in time. Like maybe if your guy wasn't in the middle of the screen and he was farther back, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so you had just a little bit more reaction time, I think would really help. Yeah, it's absolutely about memorization and getting quarters into that thing while you're memorizing. It's very clear where they were going with that. Because once I got to the third level, I started doing pretty good. Oh, game over. You're dead. Guess what? Back to level one. No continuing in this, which makes it really difficult. You got to get through all 32 rounds without losing once. <laughs> ah, no, thank you. I don't think on a continue they let you, like, if you get past the fourth round, you can start the next set of four. I don't, I don't think that's how it works. This is something that I'm unsure of because I don't know if you ever heard of the old Japanese program Game Center CX. Oh, yeah. Very, yeah, very worse. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a great show, and their their English subtitle version of it well. And uh, a fellow plays uh, Metro Cross, and he gets up to level 27 and then 29, I think. But he's not starting over when he dies. So he might be playing like the C64 version. I know this came out for the NES. Yeah, it came, came out on the Atari ST as okay. well in 1987 and the Commodore 64 yeah. in uh, 87 as well. And okay. Amstrad also, apparently on the Amstrad CPC. Oh, there you go. So uh, Johnny Capcom probably played it on that. Exactly. Yeah. He's, yeah. I'm not surprised if Arno didn't complete this on Game Center CX at all. Uh-huh. Right. That's that, right. There you go. This game is insane. And I only played the arcade version. I can imagine an NES version being even harder just because the hardware isn't going to be as powerful, which is going to limit things and make it even more difficult. I know end. that he had an indentation in his thumb, so he must have been using a gamepad. Yeah. Uh, certain things that happen later on, tires start coming at you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and chessmen, too. Chessmen? Okay. I, There's yeah. apparently supposed to be knights and kings eventually that will bounce around and try to attack you, but I could not get that far. Right, right. And I know that the barrels move forward, but then they back up a little sometimes. So it's kind of what? weird. Yeah, it's kind oh, of weird. Oh, no, yeah. no. I'm glad I didn't get that far. Yeah. Let's talk about one slug. Uh, I'll go first. My first slug, of course, I didn't make it through the first level at all. And I'm like, why did I pick this game? I know why. Because I saw this game and I thought, Brian will get mad and say this isn't a sport game. And I will say, nicely <laughs> done. Nah, it didn't make any sense. You mean, you mean like I got frustrated last year with that Arkanoid soccer game because it's not a sports game? That is completely a sports game. <laughs> it is. It has a net. It has a soccer ball. It's on a soccer field. And you're wearing soccer outfits. Sports. <laughs> I say it's Arkanoid with soccer paint on it. doesn't matter. That's it a doesn't sports matter. game. It's still got a sports game. Now it's still, sports. It definitely you would have to call it uh, Sportsanoid. You can do that. Yeah, and it's still it's sports, sports, so... Is my toilet. Sure. Drink your toilet. There you go. Drink your toilet, Brian. Drink it. <laughs> uh, I, 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 
I love Milton. Great MC in Milton. You turn me on. Yeah. Whoa! Come on, you're a little forward there, buddy. Yeah. I, I told I told you we're gonna have to call HR because this is this is a little get a little spicy in here. Yeah. Uh, for this game, uh, look up the Atari ST cover because it's great because it's a picture of a man. Is <laughs> like that the front-on one where he's got like the leg up and the can's gone? Oh no no! This is a actual photo. <laughs> oh my god! Of a man. <laughs> In a blue and red skin-tight jumpsuit Whoa. and a yellow skateboard helmet on a skateboard with knee pads and elbow pads. <clears throat> and just look up Metro Cross Atari ST. Or actually, just look up Metro Cross on Wiki, Wikipedia and the picture's there. It's it's so good. That's incredible. Yeah, I, I like the one with the front-on shot. I think that was the arcade flyer. I know the European one had a shot of him from behind, but he's yeah, he looks he like looks- a guy in like a onesie or a... Like he looks like jumpsuit. Vault Boy on that cover, actually. <laughs> I thought he looked like Commander Keen. That's the vibe I was getting. Oh, yeah, totally yeah. Commander Keen. So let's talk about one slug. I got killed on the first level, and then I, then I realized, oh, you can't you can beat this level. And then I made it to level four, and I just, I just couldn't finish level four. When you do finish a level, you get a goal in. You run through this little doorway, and then you huff and you puff <laughs> like you're going to puke because you're exhausted from almost getting killed. Keith, how far did your one slug get you? I think around five. I believe I got past wow. that or completed, got to five, maybe six. Mm. I'm not sure. It's just very frustrating game that it was definitely essential because it is something that nowadays is on everybody's little computers in their pockets with their maze runners and temple runners and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Chris, the Nico Bun, how far did you get on your one slug? I think I got to like the start of stage four and it just obliterated me, but I liked it. You felt like you were making progress when you were making progress. You felt good about it. I didn't get too angry. There weren't too many repeats. I didn't play for that long after. I think I got to stage three and it creamed me twice after getting to stage four the one time. And after I couldn't get past stage three anymore, I was like, all right, we're done. If I had known there were that many stages and that it was going to drop you at the beginning no matter what, mm. yeah, no, I'm out. I'm done. Yeah, that was a big problem for me. I would have really liked this game so much more and played it a lot longer if I didn't have to keep starting at level one. Because sometimes even level one will get you. Oh, yeah. So then you have to start over again level one. That was what stopped me from enjoying this as much as I think I would have. Very simple game. Like you mentioned, the temple runs and the run game, the cannibalt and things like this. It's not as <laughs> or as fast as those. It's not in 3D. It's not flat like Cannibalt is, but um, it has that same type of run from the left to the right as fast as you can. But this time you're trying to reach a goal line before yeah, you get Yeah, not get as game. far as you can. Just, just get to that goal. Yeah. Which, if you want a game like that, I mean, just go play Bit Trip Runner. Like, there you go, perfect. Yeah, Alex Noisy. He was on yeah. the, sh- the program. We did a little, we did a little gimmick together with Yo. We did a musical Yo because he's into the music. You see, there's no yeah. music that goes along with this, but I think the music. It's not that it's a bad music. It's not that it's a bad tune. It's just a very short tune that loops forever. It's sort of like when you're calling the IRS. It's that music. <laughs> that lovely waiting on hold music. Mm-hmm. What else we got? Anything else on this? You're a dude running through a hallway. Can't go into any of the closets in the hallway. You can't uh, do anything else except run across a grid and try to not to get squashed. Try to make it over the hurdles. 
mm-hmm. try to jump on the cans to get more time, try to jump on the cans to get energy. Are there any more cans? Kick them for points, too, if you want to get your uh, name up there on the high scoreboard. Oh, high score. Can yeah. you spell stinky on this game? Yeah. You can spell stinky exclamation point. You can almost spell Robo Duke. Well, who cares about that? Stinky yeah, really cares about who spelling does stinky. Give a shit about that. Yeah. And why are all the people who have high scores vegetables? They are. Yeah. Like, there are a bunch of Saiyans on there. Like, fucking parsley's a beast. You got pumpkin. Yeah. Parsley, lettuce, spinach, and then, of course, stinky. Excellent. Yeah. I don't know why they're all vegetables. Like, there's no vegetables in this game. (laughs) You you need to detox after all those energy drinks. Oh. That was the main export of Athena City, if you look it up. Oh, yeah. They were a big uh, farming town. Who also had a big obstacle course. And electrocuted people to death after exploding them. Like you do. What's, oh, people compare Hunger Games to, do they compare it to Running Man or Battle Running Ra- Man. It's, it's the Running, it's the Running Man, basically. Okay. There's but a guy who did a whole song called Fuck You, the Hunger Games, as if he was Arnold singing a song about how they ripped him off in the end. But in <laughs> the end, it all goes back to the deadliest game anyway. But Running Man is Logan's Run. Logan's Run is sort of like Soylent Green mashed up with Running Man. Yeah. You know, you have the police that chase you out to uh, to kill you. <laughs> and then you try, people try to run into a desert area where you can't go past this wall and all this other stuff. It's all, let's go to the tabernacle. It's all Logan Run, Logan's Run, right. And yeah. then, uh, but I think Hunger Games is more like the Battle Royale series, which I think it was translated. There was a subtitle version of the movie. Okay. I think we got the manga translated as well. The manga came out here. The book is out here, the original source for uh, the movies and stuff. And it was always a thing. Thing back in like the late 90s early 2000s when i heard about this movie it was like yo this movie's so fucked up you can't get it in america right because it's like children that yeah, have to kids squish each, each other's other. heads and stuff like that yeah high school students and all sorts is there rape I like there? It. yeah there's some bad shit in there i don't remember rape but uh there's, i think there's an attempt at assault but she kills the shit out of him yes the crazy girl that's what it is is she she does the whole like oh hey there i like you and you're dead <laughs> I know there's two, but were there any more? I don't Not know. that I'm aware I saw of. the first one. Okay. I read the first couple issues of the manga, which are entirely more gruesome than, than the movie is, actually. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because you get, you know, still things of people's eyeballs popping out their heads and, and stuff. Those manga artists don't mess around when they want to get gruesome. So Metro Cross the manga? That would be something I would definitely not buy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the last issue, the guy's just in, like, several crispy fried pieces across the floor. A lone can rolls by. Final thoughts, anything, anything. Maybe there's someone out here who's never heard of this game who's going to pick it up and be the one true master of Metro Cross. We don't yeah. know. We can improve on it by allowing for continues. Yes, that would be the biggest level. improvement. Would yeah. definitely be continues. I don't know. Maybe let me uh, pick some different guys. Something like hmm. that would be, is always fun. Instead of this one a Devo guy, maybe have a girl or something. Yeah, or a metrosexual. Yeah, there we go. You got queer eye for straight guys, metrosexual <laughs> dudes on here. When did we stop saying that word? I know. I feel 2003. like two thousand and three. I'm gonna go with two thousand three. Chris, any improvements? Any comments? Any final thoughts on Metro Cross? I mean, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, maybe like I don't know, change the color of your helmet. If we, if you can't change characters, at least you know, give me a new helmet, give me some new boots, something. There you go. If you go in, why don't you win something? Because you win your life. <laughs> I know that, but 
Shouldn't you be playing for prizes? No, it's, a, like- it's a metaphor, man. You got to give up all those capitalist needs, and you know, just, it's all about living, living in the moment. But she'd at least get some sponsor deals or something. You got a new background every few stages. There you go. That's true. So how we do, Milton? Nicely done. And now here's T.T. Schmookins with next week's We Talk Games Video Power Magazine Arcade Weekly Arcade Game Audio Clue. We shall see. Hello, I am Titty Scrootkins. Here is next week's We Talk Games, Video Power Magazine, Arcade Weekly, Arcade Game Audio Clue. Good luck, dudes. We didn't do movie taglines. Movie taglines for Metro Cross. If Metro Cross, the video game, was a movie instead, what would be the byline of the movie? You know, like Back to the Future. Future time is going back. I I, I don't know. I I never know the bylines for any of these. So that's... Oh, how about this? Aliens in space. No one can hear you scream. That was real, right? Yep, yep. The one I always think of is Superman. You will believe a man can fly. Oh, yeah, because we riff on that every single time if we want to cheat. Every time. (laughs) Metro City was a movie. What would the byline make you either go to see it or not go to see it or be funny, B? I'll go first, I guess. Metro Cross. Run! No, keep running! Don't stop! I liked it just with run. Just run? Yeah, you blew it. Metro Cross. Run! No, too late now. Oh, damn it. Good idea. Yeah. Uh, Chris, Nico Bun. My tagline would be Metro Cross. Time to beat feet. Oh. That was, a, that, was a, that, was, that was a real one. No, actually. Maybe it was. It sounded like a real one. Okay. I didn't steal that one. Ridiculous. Mine is going to be. Can I get to put echo on my voice? Metro Cross. You will believe a man can metro. <laughs> what's your clue for next week's show we as we continue sportuary a second week of sportuary sports you's on sinky the game master the creator of sportuary it combines sports january and a mortuary sportuary my clue for next week's game is well at least the halftime show was okay Oh, Nico Bun. My clue for next week is fuck you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, we. My clue is going to be this is my second favorite game system. <laughs> I'm sure all those clues really help you. Very much so. Yeah. One person <laughs> likes the game system and two people hate the game. <laughs> I love the system. But... Yeah. Let's hear about that next week as we continue Sportuary! There's no others. Yeah. Don't beat your call time. I hope that you like us. Bye-bye. upon my mind and you beg to borrow a cup of wisdom 
come to seek the truth, to ask me where it's at. I thank you for your confidence in me, and yet, you see, I cannot draw for you in black and white a map you could follow in your quest for that which all men seek. For each man finds that road alone. Each day, as he eases himself into the stream of life, if he's lucky, he may come a little nearer to the goal. I too have been a prospector, wandering through the maze, buffeted by the storms and jagged rocks of life that tore the nerve ends of my hopes and dreams. And like yours, my skin was much too thin to shield me from the inroads of our times. The big machines, the strangling crimson tape, the hate-filled moats that keep us from the other seekers, searching too for the road to where it's at. One day, the fog within my mind began to clear, and for me the truth shone forth as brilliant as a thousand suns. I had it all along within my grasp. The answer, so simple that I almost didn't see it. It's love. Loving someone more than you love yourself. Loving so much that you trust, you give, and you ask nothing in return. This is the purest form of love. And then, and this is the miracle. If the one you're giving to believes as you, you've found it, the treasure you've been seeking. You've found out where it's at. Where it's at.